Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the Striker Post Photo Booth podcast. This is Jim coming to you from the secret location under the train station. This week, we have a really great interview with Nick Yates uh, from Striker Post Photo Booth San Diego. Uh, we're going to be talking to him in a little bit. Before I do that, though, I want to let you know that I'm going to be putting a link in our episode description on our podcast website for our HoneyBook offer. Uh, the HoneyBook CRM, if you recall, uh, was mentioned in the interview with Tiffany Rozier. And the following episode, we posted a link that will let you have 50% off your first year of using HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an excellent uh, customer relationship management software worth looking at. And if you decide to go for it, use the link that is on our episode description and you will get 50% off. And now we're going to get to Nick Yates of Strike Oppose San Diego and hear about how things are going for him, how he began, and uh, what we can all do to take that extra step in our business. We are talking to Nick Yates, the owner of Strike Oppose San Diego, a fairly recent photo booth owner, um, jumping into the business and just kind of knocking it out of the park on the West Coast. Uh, going to see what... He has been doing uh, some advice for folks and uh, basically just check in and uh, see where we're going to go from here. Hello, Nick. Hey, Jim. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you for talking to us. Uh, yeah. Let's just pop right into it. Um, you know, the big thing is what got you thinking about uh, either A, starting a business and then B, you know, a photo booth business. What what was your mindset? What drove you to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, about a year and a half ago, um, I was a, I've been a pastor, a college pastor at a church, and we were always having photo booths where we would create our own. I said, you know, rather than having to make our own every single time we have an event, what if we just purchased one? And I looked, and I was like, man, uh, they're a little they're a little pricey to just have them for events, you know. Um, but the the ads kept popping up on Facebook of starting a photo booth business. And I said, wow, like that'd be a great side business um, that I would love to get started that could be extra income on top of my pastor's salary. So I sat on it for about a year and kind of didn't do anything and just kept watching ads and looking up stuff. And uh, my wife had gotten pregnant. And so um, about a year after seeing the initial uh, first video um, of, of a strike post photo booth uh, and the whole company and system, um, I decided, you know, we'd go ahead and, and purchase one and start a company. Um, so when we, my wife went on, when I was on paternity leave after we had our son uh, this past April, uh, we decided to pull the trigger and, uh, and go ahead and start a photo booth business. Awesome. Awesome. So that's a lot going on <laughs> and clearly yeah, some, yeah. And some time went into this. I mean, you didn't just, you know, jump on it. Um, and, and that's respectable. You know, it's, it's a big decision to take on something, even as, as an additional income that you're going to be running yourself. You know, it's, yeah. it's commendable. Um, all right. So, well, congratulations on the baby a little late, Thank but. <laughs> no worries. Thank you. Um, now what, uh, so you made the jump into it and I know San Diego is, well, basically the whole, all of California, all the major cities, there's a lot going on in the entertainment business, um, yeah. all around what, uh, you know, making that decision, I mean, did you look around and see like what everyone was doing, how many people there were doing it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, no, I did. I, I, I checked out different companies. Um, you know, I actually took some of the, the recommendation that I, I saw on your guys' web, on the Restrike Post website, you know, about pricing out different companies in the area and calling them, seeing how much volume they're doing. And um, I actually had a, a friend that was doing one as well um, who said, you know, he loved it. He loved the model of everything he was doing. It wasn't through Striker Post, but it was, it was a different company. And, uh, you know, he enjoyed it. You know, he said it's definitely a lot of work, but there's some rewards. There's a lot of rewards to it. And um, I've actually done about triple the volume um, that he's done since uh, I got started. 
Excellent. What I, I'm curious because we haven't talked much because <laughs> yeah, you've yeah, I yeah. mean you've just been kind of doing your own thing and you've called in with some uh, you know general okay. questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you got started, uh, now I know we, one of the reasons that we wanted to talk to you is uh, especially Joe, our CEO knew that you were making bookings before your stuff even got there. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's a lot of drive and, and push. And that's really important. Uh, what kind of, I mean, just basically, what kind of numbers, like, from the first, so those first bookings, like, how many did you get? And what are you, what are you kind of rolling at now? Yeah, so um, my first, before I even had the booth, I had ordered the booth. I started the... Uh, the Facebook ad marketing, that's where we do all of our marketing through Facebook ads. Um, it is pricey, okay. but uh, that's where we get all our business. Um, and so I did that right away. The first day I did it, I already had four people contacting me for different events. Um, and so I had uh, three bookings before my booth even arrived. And um, and I actually had to tell one person, you know, you have to wait because they wanted it like that Friday. And I'm like, my booth hasn't even come to you know, two weeks, but obviously I didn't tell them that, you know? Um, <laughs> so I couldn't, I couldn't even do that. The, the uh, one of the events. Um, but basically my, my first month I did four events. My second month, uh, I did seven events. Um, my, my third month did nine. And then, uh, this past October, um, I did 12 events. And that's kind of what I've topped out at. So overall, we've completed since the end of May, we've completed 45 events and we have 16 on the books. So we've got 61 events um, that we've, you know, done or taken deposits on so far. Outstanding. Uh, and, and, we have, and we have two booths, by the way. We're, that's not just with one booth. That's with right. two booths. Yep. That was going to come yeah. next. <laughs> so, yeah. so yep, you're running two of these. Now, is it? Uh, is it just you doing these or is it you and your wife or do you have some assistance to take one while you do another? How's that set up right now? Yeah. One thing we let my wife, you know, she wanted to be involved and helped out and she's, you know, she's very organized and, uh, she wanted to be involved with the contracts and, um, you know, making sure we get our contracts and deposits in and things like that. But with her full-time job and I actually, um, stopped pastoring back in June, kind of right after I got started with this. Um, so I started doing this full time. Um, and then this, so my wife, one thing we learned with the, with this gym is, is you really got to be prompt and on top of people. So if you're waiting a couple days or a day or two to send an invoice over or to, to connect with them, you're, you're missing out. You know, you really got to be on top of it as soon as they send in an inquiry, you know, connecting with them, um, you know, communicating with them. So we would try to send stuff out as soon as possible. Um, so my wife wasn't able to do that. Uh, you know, we realized over time. So I just started taking that on. But we have hired two guys to do um, two to two to three events a month um, that they do. Between the two of them, there's about five events that they do a month. Um, so I got two guys, two college guys that um, that I know that are doing that for me. So okay. basically me, me and two college guys right now. Nice. Yeah. No. It's, you make a good point. Um, and that's something we've kind of stressed, you know, is you gotta, you gotta be on top of what you're doing. It's your business, be a part-time, full-time, whether you've got people doing, you know, X, Y, Z in terms of responsibilities, you still have to keep on top of them. And, you know, the one thing I try to push to people is if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. And you made yeah. a good point. If you wait a day to process a request or send an invoice, there's a very good chance that's going to become two days and then yeah. four days because you're busy doing other things. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's not good for anybody. So that is excellent. Um, yeah. Now it mentioned, what, what, what if I could, if I could add something too that helps Please. with that is in August, we, the reason we got so many bookings in August, September, October is we added the, you know how um, when you go to the website, in order to see our pricing, you have to put in your email, your event date, you know, and then we added a discount code. Um, and we also added a, um, a phone number. And that has been huge for us because as soon as uh, they get the automated email from us with our pricing and with details about the booth, 
I can call them right away within five minutes of getting an inquiry from them and they're still looking at the website or looking on other people's websites and I can walk them through the email that I just sent them and I have a connection and a relationship that I've built with them um, that I can, you know, get on top of it right away rather than, you know, letting time pass where they've looked at four or five other companies. They've looked at maybe one or two um, and they choose to go with me because they're talking to me, you know. Oh, absolutely. That is, it's, it's not really shrewd. That's just good business. That's kind of the key is, you know, when someone comes to you, then they're, they, they go through the time of filling out a form and pushing a button, uh, getting right on that, because if they're going to spend the whole day filling out forms and pushing buttons, it really is kind of first come first serve, uh, especially right. in this kind of business. Um, you know, for whatever the event is, I know, uh, I've mentioned, I don't know if you've heard it in the, uh, past podcasts, uh, I talked about our daughter's eighth birthday party. We did this whole zombie production thing. And the whole reason we got into that is calling places that do party planning stuff. You know, we just, we want to get this done. We want to get it on the books. I want to get it off my plate. And when three or four days pass, then you sort of, you know, lose the flavor. It's right. like, ah, all right. You know, it's yeah, going to take this long just to get a an answer. Um, maybe I could, you know, do something else or do it myself. I'd rather just do it myself. And yeah, that's a missed booking. Yeah. You know, and they, they want to move on to their next vendor, you know, and so you want to help them move on to their next vendor by them booking you. Absolutely. So what, uh, always curious, uh, for different regions, uh, what are the types of bookings you get? And a lot of people ask that question when they're thinking about getting into this, you know, what, what do photo booths mostly get used for? And, you know, the answer is everything, but right. always curious um, you know, there's the breakdowns. There's like birthday parties, weddings, uh, corporate events, country clubs, that kind of thing. What, if you could say, was sort of a standout? I mean, what is the bulk of of your bookings up to now? Yeah, I would say I would say that the the two big ones, and I guess now three because of Christmas. But the two big ones are our weddings and birthdays. You know, weddings and birthdays, and then the three or third one would be corporate events. Um, corporate parties, especially around Christmas time is the, is the big thing going on right now. Um, you know, I'm double booked every weekend up until new year's, you know, so those are the, the three big ones. One that's kind of a, a cool one that, uh, I really enjoy doing is, uh, San Diego state university, their football program. I have a connection, um, through somebody there where, um, we do all their football home games. So when they have their alumni tailgate, we do um, all the San Diego State football games. So that was seven events, you know, from September to November that we were able to book through the San Diego State Football Alumni Association, or you can do for, for uh, sororities, fraternities, things like that. But we're doing it with the the alumni group, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's very cool. That kind of loops back to one thing I want to point out. You mentioned that your phone number, putting that on the website has helped you uh, exponentially in grabbing uh -huh. and maintaining contact with customers. Um, and we had just done an episode on old school marketing. And a lot of people think that, you know, it specifically has to be paper. You know, we have the auto forms, uh, things like that, but things like phone numbers um, or accepting texts from people, that's kind of that's modern. Huge. Yeah. It's yeah. modern old school because <laughs> yeah. they still have to yeah. dial a number. Um, but having contacts, you know, not everyone has contacts at that level, but that was one thing that I did talk about was, um, trying to establish relationships, make contacts. Uh, clearly that's helped you in that regard. Um, getting that series of bookings is, is that something you still do is, you know, you, you, oh, yeah. absolutely. always networking, um, you know, it, it, and it starts with just the relationships around you, you know, and, um, you know, going to church, we connect with people at church. Um, you know, do you know anybody, any friends or family that are having a wedding or anything like that or a church event coming up, you know, offer your services to them. I think a lot of times we wait for people to contact us rather than saying, hey, I heard you guys are having a staff Christmas party. Are you guys interested in a photo booth? Oh, my gosh, I totally forgot. You guys do photos. We were actually looking to book one, you know, and you, <laughs> you keep it on on the top of people's mind, um, you know, be, because they, they they don't always they don't 
think they need a photo booth until they need a photo booth, right? So they don't think about you um, all the time. And so it's hard to stay top of mind sometimes. So sometimes just bringing things up to people. Um, one thing that helps too is, you know, think of people in the business world. That's one thing that we've, we've tapped into as well. I've got some friends. One's a state farm insurance guy. Another one's a real estate agent. Um, I've done an open house at a realist for a real, for a realtor, a friend of mine. I've also done, um, you know, a golf tournament where, uh, they, they're looking to generate leads. And because we have the feature where we can, rather than, um, you know, printing the picture, we actually had them write down their phone number and we'd send them their picture and then we'd get their contact information. The state farm agent wanted to call them directly, connect with them and then mail them the picture as a way to connect with him. So you're working for the business uh, and offering the services to their potential clients, if that makes sense. So it was a, it's, a, it's a lead generator that, that businesses even want to use um, to get contacts because they're always looking to generate leads and people that are interested in their business. That's a good point. And you know what? You actually just opened my eyes to something. Um, I knew they existed, but I'd never thought about them or talked about them. Uh, real estate fairs. I yeah. know, yeah, a lot of big cities have real estate fairs. Uh, yep. And it's, you know, like uh, home shows, you know, whole things. And I kind of feel bad. <laughs> I've never <laughs> mentioned that to anybody. So if yeah, you're listening, well, folks. And insurance as well, Jim. There's a lot of, not just State Farm, but I mean, I went to a, I went to a Pond's brokers insurance company where I did their a trade show for them, which was, which I didn't even know existed. You know, so there's all types of insurance people as well as real estate. Absolutely. Yeah. See, not everybody knows everything. It's a learning game. So yeah. I learned something. I'm going to make it a point. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make the point to push that out in the future. Um, so with all this, okay, so you're, you're very busy and you've got a few people under you and you got to coordinate and everything. Uh, and we uh, kind of discussed this a little bit over email, but what, um, one of the things that you said was if you could go back and tell your past self, you know, some, the first thing you need to do is to get systems in place first. So the, the just direct question I want to ask is one, what does that mean? What do you suggest? And two, did you actually do that? <laughs> or is that a hindsight? Um, you know, that's, that's something that's been at the top of my list that keeps getting pushed down is having the automated emails. And I haven't because people, people send themselves pictures all the time in my booths but I never follow up with them with potential business. And that's, that's a big miss for me right now. And so not just telling my former self, but telling my current self of tapping in, <laughs> that's your warm market. They've already seen your business. They love it. They sent themselves a picture. And so to be able to offer them a discount or send them, you know, Hey, feel free to use our services. Here's a hundred dollars off. Um, we haven't, we haven't been sending them any emails at all, you know? And so even just to send them one, thanking them for coming to the booth or, you know, letting them know what deals we have or anything like that. We just haven't, I just haven't made the time to do that. And, and that's something that's at the top of my list still that I just need to do. And then, you know, creating automated email as well, that makes it easy. So rather than me having to copy and paste an email and send it to them every time, um, you guys created a great system that I'm not utilizing and I, and I kick myself <laughs> all the time, every time I have to send one. And it's like, you know, a couple, every couple days, you know? So, um, no, I have not done that, but yeah, it's something that I still need to do is automate it. Well, you know, the thing is we have all the, you know, we can sit and talk and talk and talk and, you know, with the podcasts and stuff online, we have all these steps and ideas and stuff. And this is where I think people get overwhelmed. You are doing incredibly well and you've, you've not implemented this one little thing that would make that part of it, you know, easier for you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's not always possible to wake up, you know, wave the wand and then bring everything <laughs> into being, uh, right. and that's understandable, but yeah. So, well, now I got something I'm going to hound you over. I'll send yeah, you, uh, some, do. Some bitter emails a couple times a week. <laughs> Let me see this template you made. Um, <laughs> so what um, what do 
I mean, what is your uh, routine? I mean, that's what, another thing people ask about a lot, and especially new operators want to know, is what kind of routine do other people do? So you have uh, a request come in, walk us through just yeah. a basic process, be it a form or a phone call, just the, the like the bullet steps from beginning to end, how you book this and complete it. Yeah, so so the first thing we get an inquiry that comes in, I will send them an email directly, you know, putting their date on it, putting their name on it if it's showing in their email, uh, send it out to them. Um, if I'm in a place where I can give them a call right away, I'll give them a call um, after I send out the email to them, and then usually I'll I'll say, you know, let them know where I'm calling from, you know, tell them, you know, I just sent them an email. If you want to pull it up, I can walk you through it right now if you got some time. Get ask them some questions about their event um, because my pricing, our pricing, it, it's not in stone, right? You're the you're the owner of your company. You can be flexible. Um, like this past this past week, I had I had no events, and so I'm when I'm contacting people for that have inquiries for this past weekend, I'm willing to lower my price just because I have nothing going on. I want to make something, you know. It's like I can make a couple hundred dollars, or I can sit at home and do nothing, make nothing. So. You can call them, get some ideas about what their event is about, you know, what kind of event, where is it located, is it inside, is it outside, so you know whether is – it, is this going to be a difficult event where I'm going to have an outdoor booth and it's going to be windy and it's going to be just not, not as easy as an indoor enclosed booth at a wedding. That's, those are the best, you know, uh -huh. <laughs> and, and easy. So I get some details about their event, and then everybody loves a discount. And so one thing I learned early on is I raised my prices so that I can give people a discount yet still get yet still sell the booth at a price that I'm okay with. So if I'm doing 595 for 3 hours, that's my base price and I want to say, you know what? I'm going to give you $100 off. Will that will that make it easier to help you guys book with us, you know, cuz I see you guys you guys got a wedding, there's a lot of expenses. We want to help you out. And people usually are like, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing." Then you leave the hero, but you also get the price point that you want, which is four ninety five, which is what I want to do for three hours. You know, so that's something that helps out in in them going with you. And then I walk them through, you know, in that email, it says, here's how you book with us. You know, just get in your $195 deposit plus tax. And uh and then from there, we send you a follow-up email with an updated and with an invoice if you have your payment or if you don't have your payment. Um, we send them an invoice with the contract and then in that email, we send them a form as well where they can customize their photo booth. You know, how, how do you want the date to look on it? What colors do you want on it? Um, you know, what, um, what do you want it to say on the photo strip? What color backdrop do you want? So we send them a little survey and it's just a, through Google, through a little Google survey. Um, and they fill that out as well. Send that back to us. And then they send us back the contract, their deposit's in. Once their deposit is in, then we work on the design. Then we send them a, a template of the design to make sure they like it. And then from there, um, they pay their final payment, usually a couple weeks or a month out. Um, and that's pretty, much, that's pretty much the process for booking an event. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You know, and it's not complicated, but there is a lot of continued interaction. Yeah. And, and that's good. Uh, something again, we stress is, you know, it's not uh, uh, book and forget and right. you know, things don't happen automatically. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, one, continue, oh, go ahead. One, more, one more thing, sorry, to continue the routine, you know, every Monday is the day I, I make sure that I'm working on templates that day, as well as following up with payment and contracts. So I do that every single Monday um, just as a routine as well. So that's part of my Monday routine. And then, you know, the other days I'm really focused on marketing or hanging out with my son or whatever. But Mondays is that time to, to do that stuff. Awesome. One of the things I wanted to circle back on was your discounts. And I, I think that's brilliant because what people kind of miss out on is the psychology of pricing. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why we have twenty four ninety nine instead of twenty five dollars because twenty four ninety nine looks way more attractive. Twenty four ninety eight looks even better, you know. Yeah. All these penny wars that people play, and that's an important thing that that you mentioned is 
set your pricing so that you can be competitive, but mm-hmm. also allow you the freedom because you are the boss. You have yeah. the ability to take the, I'm going to do what it's going to take to get this booking. Because every time you do that, that it, it's a booking, it's income. And it's yeah. one thing less you need to worry about when you start hitting October and you're looking at, oh, if I had a, if I'd had full bookings up till now, I'd be in a position where I wouldn't have to be worrying about, you know, triple booking from now to the end of the year to meet my goal. Um, so totally. that's, yeah, that's an excellent wise move. And yeah, uh, I think you're right with the psychology of it because it's like I got people calling me saying, "Hey, Nick, I got, I can get this booth for two or three hundred dollars," but I'm saying, "Hey, we have a six or seven hundred dollar booth." that I'm giving to you for four or 500, they're willing to pay a little more because the quality's better, you know, rather than getting a cheaper booth, they're get, you know, I'll tell them what you pay for is what you get, you know, and some of the have cheap paper where they're waving the paper because the ink's still wet. And, you know, one, <laughs> thing that, one thing I think that separates us too, is we really harp on most companies only allow you to get two printed out copies, you know, per session. Yeah, they say unlimited photos, which is true. You can take as many photo sessions as you want, but you still only get two prints. Where with us, you get unlimited prints. So if you get, you know, you got 10 people in the booth, you're going to get 10 copies of that photo, which they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I want everybody to have a photo, you know, rather than 10 people fighting over two photos. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the things that I've talked about with, with new folks when they're trying to figure out, you know, should I do face detection? Should I try and get as many prints as possible? And I've always said absolutely yes, because if you ask me how many prints do you need, I can instantly think of 10 reasons I need a a print for each one of those reasons. The refrigerator at work, my Aunt Manny wants one. I'm going to mail this one to so-and-so. Yeah, and that's just for me. So to satisfy the uh, desire of guests... You know, we at least want one for each of us. That's stellar because you're right. A lot of people pinch the penny on the printing and here's your two strips. I know, um, you know, some will charge for extra and that's really kind of a, if the market provides for that kind of move, but um, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's an excellent comparison to other people. And sometimes the face detection, it doesn't always work. So you're going back in and printing. That happened a couple of times. So one thing that we just did to make it easy for my guys is we just did the, you know, they can choose one through nine. They can, you know, pick how many they want at the end of the photo session. And then the person just presses, you know, I want four copies. And they do it that way as well. So that's another option as well as the uh, photo t- detection, which is which is a great option as well. Yeah, face detection is really cool. Um, I it give is. it. I give it an 85% accuracy rating because there's just so many things that can fool it. But yeah, you're right. To allow them to choose a set number and just go with it, that's that that makes everything go more fluidly with the booth. Uh, yeah. What? So I want to talk about running a, an event and uh, the fluidity uh, concept of it is, you know, you have your event set up and the idea is to get people in. They're in there for the countdowns. Uh, however many seconds for the options that you've allowed them, like put in their email, text to phone, whatever that is, um, get them out, get their prints and move on. What is your approach to kind of keeping things fluid at an event to kind of keep people moving? Um, I think, you know, if, if it's an enclosed booth, you know, keeping, keeping things moving, um, you know, pop popping my head in if they want to do like multiple sessions. Because a lot of times, I don't know, I haven't had too much like build up with people. Um, and when there has been, I'll just poke my head in, you know, and see, you know, if everything's going all right. And the great thing with our tent is you can kind of see through it. So you can kind of see what's going on if they're having trouble figuring out how to use the booth or, you know, they don't, they're not reading it where it says touch the screen to start, you know, things like that. Um <laughs> But I'll, you know, I'll pop in and if they've already done one session and they want to continue to do multiple sessions, I'll, I'll go in and be like, here's your pictures from last session. But, oh, okay, okay, I'm coming out. We're coming out now, you know, just to, you know, give them their pictures from the first session, but then let them know there's also people waiting. And mo- for the most part, a lot of people know each other, so they, they're kind of giving each other a hard time anyways. They're just <laughs> like, come on, how long are you guys taking it in there? And, um, but, it, but a lot of it's just fun. You know, I don't. I don't think people don't mind waiting to take pictures because they're having fun in line, trying on the props, 
Um, that's, that's probably another way that we keep the line moving is just people are trying on props and, you know, suggesting different props and just creating conversation for them, um, you know, where they may not have thought of combining certain props together. Well, with the fluidity aspect of it, um, there's not really a lot of instances. Open booths is where a lot of people run into trouble because even though it's open and everyone can see what's going on, it's almost like they're less abashed of just standing there <laughs> eating up the time. Um, That's true. And, and you know what? That that has happened. And what I've done, what I've done there, Jim, is I just I just tell people, hey, we're gonna do one more session, and if you guys want to come back around again, go for it. You know, and they're like, okay, 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 we're, we'll we're finish up. This will be our last one. You know, and I think <laughs> people are okay with that, and I think the people online appreciate that. You know, um, and and you know, as long as you're polite and you're you're fun with it, you're not they're not taking you as being rude. You know, um, you're you're in good shape. What, um, so the question I wanted to ask on this was, so this is, you, you interact with the people, kind of keep things under control, uh, while you're there. Uh, what, what do you, what makes you want to keep going out doing this? You know, you're, I mean, you're obviously the success of it, you know, is, is great. And that would make anyone decide, oh, so this, this is it, but it is a commitment. I've talked a lot about, you know, there's roles that you have to take on. And if you have people working for you, you have to make sure that they're taking on roles too. The very least of which is being courteous. So being, you know, the exemplary customer service representative while you're there. Because like you said, being courteous and pleasant goes a lot further in moving things along and dealing with situations. Uh, what When you do these events from then until now, what's built up in you that's made you decide, I'm going to go harder at this. I'm going to grow this business and keep on doing this. What is the draw for you? Um, I think one, one, the extra income, but two, I think the, it's fun. It's just fun. I, I love being around people. I love seeing people have fun. Um, I love helping to usher them into a place of fun because a lot of times they're so focused on the food and they're so focused on the decor and they're so focused on all the stuff that everyone, all the guests are going to forget someday, right? It doesn't matter what party you're going to go to. They probably won't remember all those things, but they're going to remember those pictures, you know, and they're going to remember, you know, being in there with their little niece or being in there with their grandma dressed up and having fun. They're going to have those pictures and, and we get to help create those memories for them. We bring the fun so that they can have lasting memories, you know, and I think that that's, that's that's the, what helps drive me is we're we're helping people make memories with their loved ones that they're never going to forget, you know, and it's making a difference in, in their lives that they can take with them forever. And so um, that's something that's significant for me. And I love it. And my guys love it. They love being a part of uh, people's special days and special events, um, because to be honest, we feel like we got we got the best job at the wedding or at the party that night. Uh, and we get to we get to bring things out of people that they don't always get to do, you know. Oh, I understand completely. That's what kept me in photography for so many years, uh, doing events and especially the weddings. Uh, that very thing. It's capturing a moment in time, something that's going to help people remember those specific points. And they're not going to always remember what kind of plates they were, or if the cake was beautiful and what was on it. Right. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's that, that just joy, the yeah. joy of the event. So yeah, I fully get that. I think that's great. What, how do you see yourself doing that a year from now? I mean, where do you, or where do you want to be? What is your goal to keep doing this? Um, so it's yeah. 2018 and we're talking again. How would you describe what your business is going to look like? Yeah, I think I think is is bringing in a couple more guys, you know, to to do some more events. Maybe getting another a third booth, um, and and doing even even more events and bringing in an extra couple thousand dollars for my family. Because the one thing I didn't anticipate was some of you know the expenses that come with the photo booth. You know, it's it, there is expenses to it. Um, so don't be naive and say, oh wow, I made four thousand dollars this month. Well, some of that's going to go towards paying for your booth or future booth and paper and, and, and just those little thing, paying employees. And so those things add up. 
So it's just being mindful of how much money you need to make, um, you know, and then setting your goals based off of that. So for us, you know, we like to make an extra uh, $2,000 on the side um, with employees where we're just kind of sitting back and and not doing a whole lot. So, um, you know, we have other things that we want to do with our son and and this is a side business for us. And so to have that extra income for us where we don't even have to do anything, but we've trained people to do it, um, you know, that'd be great. Now, the, the great thing with that is if I want to go to an event or a party, then I'm the employee for that uh, for that event, you know, and I get to go participate and I get to pick and choose which events I want to go to um, versus which event I send my guys to. So so that that's our goal a year from now is to be in a place where it's on autopilot for us, but we got a couple guys that are running it and managing it, and um, we get to the to receive the extra income from that, um, from not from just kind of sitting back while they do the work. So it's that uh, something Joe and I talked about was um, the the joke of entrepreneurs are willing to work over 100 hours a week so they don't have to work 40. <laughs> kind of thing and you know put in the work so that you don't have to work i mean that's i mean that's is i think that should be the goal of everyone i mean you know i'm a hands-on person so if i had a situation where i had a, a crew of people doing different events i would do just what you said i would cherry pick you know what i'll take that event i'll right. sign up for that one just to you know keep out there because i think doing that and this is uh, for, for our listeners, is important to do because you need to keep touch. Getting yeah. things, you know, second or third hand from your employees doesn't really give you a feel for the environment. 100% agree. Yep. Yeah. So that is excellent. I 100% um, agree with that. And and like you said, you know, if you're hands-on, you know, it, it allows you to, to open up and do other things if you want to. So if you want to do other things, you know, this, but you need the income, this can help fund other things that you want to do, but still stay connected, still stay plugged in. But you can get to the point where you're making some extra income that will help fund other things that you may want to do. Absolutely. What um, I'm curious. So because like I said, we haven't had a lot of communication other right. than some general questions. So. Um, I haven't had to delve into troubleshooting things with you an awful lot. What's, what's percentage? Cause just by laws of numbers, the, uh -huh. the math behind it, if you have a hundred events, you're going to have at least 10 where you run into a bump. And I'm just curious, what do you, what have you been doing to handle any of these little like common small issues that come up? And <laughs> well, let's answer that first and then we'll go on. Yeah. I mean, are you are you referring to, to text things or just anything with the event or just in general? All of it in general. It's it's yeah. always going to be some little thing. It's going to be yeah. the printer they, throws an error or... You're absolutely right. I mean, there's the first couple events. My very first event. My very first event, Jim. I'm glad I only did it for like 200 bucks because I had no idea what I was doing. I was a, It was a sweet 16 party. And, and it was kind of in the afternoon, evening, and the screen was bright white, and I couldn't figure out why I looked like a ghost, and I couldn't see anything. And we basically had to wait an hour till it got dark, so it was just miserable. But then, you know, I called you, you know, later that, the next week and figured <laughs> out that basically we need to adjust the settings so that it's darker because I didn't pay attention to the video, that you need to adjust the settings <laughs> it's outside and things like that. So you know, that was a nightmare experience. I've had things where the printer just, it wasn't working. I had to shut it down for five minutes. And then all of a sudden, 15 minutes later, it's working. I don't even know what I did, but I tried everything over and over and then it just started working. Um, you know, there's been times where I forgot an umbrella for the indoor booth. There's been times where I forgot the plug that turns on my booth and my wife, God bless her, you know, grabbed the baby and came and dropped off and I started 15 minutes late. And so I'm glad I get there early enough. So if something does happen and does go wrong, you know, I'm able to troubleshoot and figure it out, but I make sure I always tell the host, Hey, I'm going to get started a little bit late, but I'll add that time onto the end. 
Um, if I'm ever having trouble get, getting things set up or if I'm having trouble in the middle of the event and they're nearby, I'll share that with them because communication is everything. You still need to remain courteous and professional when things aren't going right, even though you're sweating through your shirt because you're freaking out because you don't know what to do. <laughs> um, but that those pressures are going to happen and it's okay. You're going to get through them. My guys have even had them. And I told them, you know, this is the initiation. This is normal. Like, don't, don't be surprised. You know, my... <laughs> My employee's second event, he did it, and he couldn't figure out why why the printer paper wasn't printing, and he sat there for an hour till I got there, and uh, and I just took out the paper, did the same thing he'd been doing over and over, did the exact same thing he did, and all of a sudden decided to work. So these are machines, you know, they're they're finicky sometimes, and so you just got to be patient with them, and uh, maybe sometimes pray pray a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it. Trial by fire is, I think, the oldest business skill out yeah, there. Is is totally. yep to learn. I'm going to figure this out, but you're going to do it under the thumb. You know, yeah, no. lots of patience. <laughs> so, what? Um, so, given everything that's gone on from your first event to now, is is there anything that you have looked at as like uh, we've talked in the past on, on episodes and, and things about skills, skill sets? Um, is there anything that you've identified that, Ooh, I need to get my, my hands around that a little more. Um, you know, whether it's like, uh, for some folks, it's like basic windows, you know, functions, how to get from here to here in windows before you even get to dark room, checking things, you know, cables and stuff. Is there anything like that, that you have sat back and thought, I need to know what this is and what to do with it? I actually just did this this past weekend. It was the green screen um, and how to do multiple backdrops where they can choose multiple backdrops. I've been kind of shying away from that for a few months. And so finally figured that out this past weekend. And I'm really excited that I took the time to do that. Um, so now we can, people can, when their green screen's up, they can choose multiple backgrounds and pick which one they want. Um, so that's one thing that I actually just did. Um, the other thing I would say is, is uh, I think I solved it, is the lighting. You know, I actually just went and got a, a more expensive uh, circular light for the outdoor booths. Um, I just, I just, I couldn't figure out the lighting uh, with the, the, the three different lights. I just wasn't, I looked up some stuff. I just can't figure, I couldn't master it, you know. And so I just ended up going and getting a big bright light just to make it easy for me setup and cleanup and things like that because um, that was just something I struggled with but but that's about it <laughs> <laughs> and, well and that's the thing too is you know the booth comes with with the different kits and the different options and it can all work but now I know I've talked to a lot of folks especially on the west coast um, that you know you live in the land of perpetual sun and same with some of our uh, southern folks especially Florida it is particularly brutal to work outside because there, it, I don't know what it is. It's like, this is, it's the same sun coming through the same sky. Yeah. But um, I know like in LA, especially people don't realize it when they're doing outdoor events, the smog actually plays a huge role in how light acts on, on photos and trying to meter it. Then say, um, you know, say Northern Wisconsin, where there's nothing, you know, <laughs> the, the, yeah. the biggest pollution point is a uh, guy burning his trash out back, um, <laughs> which, you know, Hey, can't complain. Um, but yeah, that's, I think taking it into your own hands and deciding if a particular piece is not conducive to a smooth operation, taking it on yourself to solve the problem uh, I mean, that's sort of the key to the whole thing. And you did that. You got mm -hmm. super bright light that you don't have to no fuss, no muss, uh, which is excellent. Yeah. And one thing, too, is, you know, we do a lot of, you know, out here in San Diego, I've done a few events down at the hotels along the water. And it's wind. It, there's, there's wind down there sometimes, you know, and I, I bring I bring kettlebells that help hold down my backdrops so they don't tip over because the wind can sometimes get bad. And those kettlebells have saved me numerous times from backdrops falling on people and blowing over in the middle of sessions. 
you know? <laughs> so little, little tips like that, you just kind of figure out as you go. Um, and it's okay, you know, make it work. Oh yeah. I, I learned the hard way starting out as a photographer. I've had my stuff fall over. I've had my umbrellas tethered to my camera, go down, take the camera down. So yeah, I can appreciate <laughs> those little, <laughs> Hey, there's something I should have paid attention to. Um, yeah. So, yep. Weigh down your equipment, folks. Get some, yeah. get some sandbags, whatever you need. Yeah. Keep them things down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Cool. What, um, we're kind of coming to the end. I would just like to hear you if, uh, what you might have to say to folks who are just starting out or even folks who have been at this for a while to, you know, do get where you are now in that you're, you're booking solid. Um, you're, you know, going to keep that momentum going and, you know, already looking to grow the business. What would you say to, to these folks on, you know, like I said, either starting out things to pay attention to, or for the, the folks who've been at it for some time, um, what would you have them do as well to move forward? Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would say, you know, make sure you know what your why is. If you don't know what your why is, if it's just 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 because something fun to do on the side, then when things get hard, you're not going to push through. You're just going to kind of give up, and then you're going to have a booth that's sitting there for no reason in your garage or your apartment or wherever. So make sure you know what your why is and why you're doing this um, because it does get challenging. But at the same time, when you push through, once you get through it, it's it's – I mean, it's not, when I say challenging, I used to hear people say that, yep, there's challenges to it. And, and it's just, a lot of times it's our own mind. It's our own, you know, where we're at in our life and it's not the photo booth and it's not the business, it's us, you know? And so mm -hmm. it's doable. It, it, and it can be, it can be easy and fun, but there's going to be days where it's challenging and it's hard, but it's, it's really you knowing what your why is and pushing through that to get back to the the smooth road that it that it can be you know and so we've we've hit that stride where we kind of have hit a lot of we hit issues along the way but we pushed through those and it's it's been fun and it's been a breeze and it's been uh something we're glad we're doing so that we have that extra income to do what we want to do and to um to have that freedom and so i would just say know what your why is um definitely love people you know and, and care about people it's not about uh a lot of times it's not about not a lot of times it should never be about money in the business. It should be about the relationships that you have. And so if you're ever in a situation with people, um, that you, especially people, you know, you know, definitely put the relationship first because, um, the money's always going to be there on the table. Um, you know, to, but don't ruin relationships over that. That that's excellent advice, especially that last piece, the relationships, um, you know, and that can come from a solid relationship to just something so simple as five stars as a rating, yeah. you know, having a relationship enough with someone where they take the time to rate you. Um, because one, it's potential future business, repeat business. And yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's good to focus on the why. I think that's probably the most poignant thing we could tell people uh, new or you know, old hats at it is the why of it. Cause I've uh, talked a little before about some ventures I've started decades ago, uh, even before being a photographer. And it was more, eh, you know, this will earn me some cash. And then yeah. just like you said, you run into that challenge and all of a sudden the wind goes out of the sails. Right. Uh, it's, yeah, extra cash doesn't warrant me putting much yeah. thought into this. So I've shelved it, moved on to something else. Um, yeah. So that is excellent. Excellent. That's good. And if I could add one more thing, too, just a nugget that, that yeah. we learned first got started is, you know, your friends and family are always going to want stuff for free. And you got to remember that your your time is is money and your it's worth. Um, you can't do everything for free. Um, and so just to encourage you to have a set friends and family rate. So when they ask, you know, ours is usually 195 or 295 depends on how well we know you, but we're going to charge you because even we got to, we got to pay for 
our supplies. We got to pay for stuff. It costs money, you know, and it costs time to do those things, to set up the booth and to do all that. So we don't do anything for free, except we do have, we'll do three things a year for free. We'll do two for the church and then one for, you know, whatever we choose. But we only have a couple events that we do for free. And we tell people that so that they know that not, that not everybody's getting a free booth except for them. Say, no, we do two free events for the church a year. If they want to do more, We'll we'll charge them more. We'll charge them, you know, our friends and family rate, you know, which is one ninety five or two ninety five. But that's mm-hmm. our rate for everybody. So that way, when because pe- everyone's going to ask you for a free booth, everybody's going to ask you your friends and family. So just have something set so that you can be prepared to share with them. Well, here's here's our policy. Here's what we do, and they'll respect that because they're your family and friends, and they love you, and they know it's a business. And that's the bottom line of it. It is a business. And, you know, like you said, you can reduce rates, you can, you know, do special things for folks. But, you know, it comes down to having and well, for a lot of people, that's actually hard. I've talked to a lot of people who just, you know, they're like, Oh, I can't tell my grandma. You pick and choose and say, well, you know what, my, my three or five or 10 events a year, I'm going to do for free grandma. That'll be one of them. So that people know you have a set amount, but then, you know, you can, you can change that and make that however you want, but just don't get suckered into where you have to do free events all the time for friends and family. That's all. That's all I'm trying to put out there. You know, charge them something. Absolutely. Excellent. All right, Nick. I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me. And Absolutely. Thank you, Jim. Oh, no problem. Great. So Nick Yates, Strike Oppose San Diego, uh, looking very much looking forward to touching base with you again in 2018 and uh, hearing about these wonderful new employees that you're going to get uh, and how well that automated mail system is working for you. Absolutely. Getting that started. Thank you. All right. So to everyone out there listening, again, I've been talking with Nick Yates. Strike Oppose San Diego is his business. A lot of good advice here. I hope you folks take it. Uh, Nick, I want to wish you continued success um, and blessings to you and your uh, family, your wife and your new son. Thank Uh, you very much. I look forward to speaking with you more as you need. Um, always here, but uh, this has been great and I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, Jim. Really appreciate it. Really enjoyed this. All right. That was Nick Yates, Strike Oppose San Diego. Some really great things coming from that. Uh, A lot of good advice for folks. And before we go, I just want to remind everyone again about the link in our episode description for the HoneyBook CRM, Customer Relationship Management Software. Um, Use that link and you will get 50% off on your first year of subscription to that. Uh, Again, really great service and software, something to look at. And of course, if you have any questions on what you just listened to with the interview, uh, you want to explore a little bit further, uh, any questions in general, any questions about the HoneyBook CRM package, go ahead and send us an email to podcast at sappb.com. Let us know and we will be happy to get back with you. So I hope you all got some really good information uh, from Nick, uh, seeing how, you know, every other person's business is running and hope you can find some things to fold into your own. And as we can push through this uh, holiday season, I'm going to wish you all until next week, good success and happy boothing. (laughs) 